taking it back to a brighter time. A time before. Damn, Daniel. A time before. Catch me outside. How about that? A time before time. Time definitely existed. Time definitely existed in 2011. Welcome back to the Brick House Podcast, Season 5, Episode 6. Are we stepping into the time machine, Joe? Are we doing that sound effect? Or are we gonna Let's do the later? time warp. We're going to step in now, and we're going to step in again later during the commercial. Kind of like Back to the Future 2, when they go into the back in time. That's all. Back in time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the time machine, guys. Buckle up. Hold on. Actually, before we step in on the time machine, I'm Andrew Pissarro alongside Joe Brennan with Casey Wu, Tom Esposito, all joining us. Follow the pod at BrickHousePod on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro at ba da 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 at Cheesy Casey Dilla at TSBO92. Like, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Hit that hotline, 917-740-6429. We'll be reacting to your voicemails on the next podcast. We decided to push that one another week because... Um, we can. There's a lot going on. Are, is it time? Are we uh, Are we stepping into that ye old time machine, We're already Joe? back there. We're oh, in yeah? Scranton right now. If you go back to Scranton in the year 2011, you can't run into your 2011 self. That's the whole thing. Yes, that is the rule. What if you're at the same party? You ruin the whole timeline. You can't be. There's a lot of people in these parties. Go to the other party. Go to a party. Why would you even go back in time if not to a party? What if you're at that same party and you were going to hook up with someone, but then future you finds the person that you hooked up with and then you never ended up hooking up with that person. Yeah, I never had that problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's start this thing off like we always start it. We're in the year 2011. What are we listening to December 2nd, 2011? Tom, you should take this away. All right. In 2011, I had on Fleet Foxes, Helplessness Blues. I had M83, Midnight City, I had Real Estate's debut album on, featuring It's Real and Green Isles. I had Lana Del Rey video games. I had, oh boy. I mean, how did you not have in 2011 Rihanna and Calvin Harris? We found love every party you went to. I have a story about that. Rihanna, We Found Love in a Hopeless Place probably gives a lot of people really good vibes of being at a great party. Not that it doesn't give me that same vibe of being at a great party. Freshman year of college was the only year in college that I swam and I don't know why, but that song was like the first song on the like 12 song playlist that we had at every single practice. So I hear that song and I get teleported back to a very steamy, cl- heavy chlorine filled room and me just absolutely struggling and like sucking air, sucking air, attempting not to die while it's swim practice twice a day. And the other song that was on that playlist was Opposite of Adults by Chitty Bang, which came out in 2010, not 2011. But I hear those two songs and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this set is the first thing that comes to my mind. So thank you for traumatizing me on this podcast, Tom. I I'm sorry. It. I would have, I'll put a trigger warning on that next time for you. Thank you. With that said, though, Andrew, you want to hit us next with your 2011 cue? I was hitting all those things. M83s was probably played by me on every single radio show my first semester at uh, University of Scranton. Shout out Wusser, where Tom, Joe, and I all DJed. But if there's one album in particular that I will always think of for 2011, it's an album that I actually made my dad drag me out of uh, our house at like 7 or 8 o'clock at night when it dropped. And that is Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters. I was obsessed with the Foo Fighters in high school. And I told my dad that we have to go buy it the day it came out. If you guys remember, they taped that, they did that entire album on tape. 
and then they actually sliced up the master file of the tape after they made it digital and gave it to you in the CDs. Fun fact, I also met Dave Grohl that summer because Dave Grohl is a D.C. area guy and uh, vacations at the same beaches in Delaware where I went on vacation that summer. And I met Dave Grohl coming out of a coach for men store. And I saw this like tall, skinny guy with long hair and tattoos on his arms walk out. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Dave Grohl. And my parents were like waiting for me to like leave the store. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, my God, you're Dave Grohl. I have all your records. My dad didn't want to drive me to, like, pick up the new record. He's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, I shook his hand. We moved on. My dad realized, like, two seconds later, oh, I, I had a digital camera in my pocket because we were not in a cell phone. Oh, that would have been my Facebook profile picture the entirety of my college career of me standing next to Dave Grohl. It was awesome. Like, I didn't want to wash my hand for the rest of the week. I did, unfortunately. But, yeah, that's the um, – and then the other thing I was listening to a lot in 2011, uh, Mac Miller is – at his peak of his second mixtape or his second really popular mixtape with um, Best, Day, Best ever. Day Ever. And also he would end up releasing Blue Slide Park, which is not as great of an album as his two mixtapes that had just dropped, Best Day Ever and Kids. But that's those were probably the two things that I was listening to the most in 2011. Best Day Ever was crazy. I remember the night that came out. I had brownies. I Special made. brownies? Hmm? Huh? What? English, motherfucker, do you speak it? 2011? <laughs> that new Jay-Z Kanye shit? Watch the throne? I'm waiting for number two still. Watch the throne. Otis? Frank Ocean? Featuring Beyonce? All kinds. Gotta have it. All kinds of OGs. Gotta have it. I can't even imagine what it would sound like today. If they came out with the, the sequel today... What would the production sound like? Would it be all Kanye? Would it be a mix of the two of them? Would it be a third party? Would it be a bunch of different, like a collaboration of different producers? Like that, that's something that I really hope for. Watch the throne two, but watch the throne one goat 2011 led me perfectly from my senior year of high school to my freshman year of college. Seamless, seamless transition. All of the albums you mentioned are on a playlist called 2011 Rewind that will be posted when we post this episode. It's uh, still a work in progress at about 20 hours currently. Oh, Got to get that up to 30. It's pretty Shout out Kanye. Easily. Easily it'll be, keep be up to 30. And, How many hours are in 10 years? Make ten, it that long. In 10 years? Why not just make it 2011 hours and call it a day? I like, Ooh, that. Fair. I like that too. Fair. Like fair. That. Exactly on the dot. On the dot. Joe, give us your shit. All right, so I got a whole list this long. I'm just going to give you the highlights. So everything Tom said and Casey list. and Andrew, including... Everything everybody said plus... Joyce Manor's like- debut self-titled album, Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Kendrick Lamar released Section 80 that year. ASAP Rocky, Live Love ASAP. Danny Brown, XXX. PJ Harvey, Let England Shake. Title Fight from Kingston, Pennsylvania, Drop Shed that year. Basement oh, yeah. with I Wish I Could Stay Here. Uh, Touche Amore, Pardon the Sea, Between Brightness and Me, and uh, Fucked Up with uh, David Comes to Life. I'll, I'll end there. But there's fucked Up. Tons of great releases from that year. I um, like that. Fucked Up. Yeah, Fucked Up's great. I saw them with Title Fight, actually, in Brooklyn. And I have I, a funny Fucked Up story. The, I was in the pit for Title Fight, holding my own, and then Fucked Up comes on, I go in the pit, and within five seconds, I take three steps and I'm already like knocked on my ass. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't mosh to these guys. These I have to ask you guys intense. a question if you're into moshing, because I had this conversation with my friend who does moshing. 
I can't mosh only because I would definitely punch somebody in the face. Yeah, you don't punch people in the face when you're in a mosh pit. That's what this, this person said to me is you don't punch people in a mosh pit. But what do you flail and kick people in the balls instead? Yeah, you like you flare your arms back and you kick your feet around. And... How is that any better? Well, you don't kick people on purpose. No, you kind of. But people just... like push people on purpose. Like I've I've watched this shit. See, that's that's the whole thing is I've never partaken, but I observe. I see people like chest pass push you away from each other, and it's it's physical. You know how you kind of like the five yard bump in the NFL with a wide receiver. Okay, where like. You All know right. what I mean? Like you can yeah, kind of yeah. like you, you're not like if you if you do it too hard, you're gonna get penalized. But that's kind of I, I think the the safest place. That's I would. what it's like in the pit too. If you push too hard, you're gonna get penalized. Like hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know. I respect it, but not for me. I can't. I can't. I want to get back to fucked up because I have a funny fucked up story. Please, and it please. Involves Joe and shout out friend of the pod Danny. Joe and Danny were in a band senior year, and for my radio production final, we were gonna get to record a band's single and edit it and that was going to be our whole like project they're a great band by the way incredible band they rocked the shit out of my living room quite literally um shout out who's the dial and so my professor was like looking for bands and i was like oh bro i got you covered don't worry about it and so i bring in joe and danny and joe wasn't able to come to class that day to kind of talk about the sound that they were trying to pull off (laughs) and my professor like looks Danny in the face and he's like, be like, oh, like what kind of like sound are you guys? And I forgot what subgenre Danny was like. Oh, we're like this or like that, and like you know this kind of sound. And like we're really kind of going for a sound similar to pity sex and fucked up. And I'm just like, what the fuck did okay. I do bringing this girl into my radio production class that she's gonna tell? Like they looked at us like we all were like had two heads and were like from a different planet and like four different colors. It was, I've never gotten a blanker stare in my entire life. One of the just, so when I hear, when I hear fucked up, that's either I'm talking about how drunk me or my friends got the night before or B, that moment of awkwardness in my radio production final in 2014. So thank you for that. And that song actually, Casey helped me name that song. I was up in Casey's room junior year and I couldn't think of the title. Rotten uh, cherries. Rotten cherries. No, 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 no. That's not it. Was it? No, it was Ray Charles looking into the bat reincarnated as. A... Well, you helped me with that one also. Oh, you helped shit. me with rotten cherry as well. That was the first one. And rotten cherry. It's oh, Ray Charles. Oh, okay. Ray Charles reincarnated as a bat staring into the sun. We should write some music together. John. Get it straight. It's oh, been a while. I'm down. I'm down. I'm writing music right now as we speak. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully not. Yeah, you, focus. Hopefully, it's going hopefully on, you're dude. doing this. Podcast. I heard you got a game, bro. Like you're you're asking questions. You're fucking. I don't know this 2011 shit. You got some Mr. fun. Sorrow got me. Uh, got my yayas going last week, and I, I thought the I yaya to... or the zaza. My yayas. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got to step my game up. So I got a, a two parter, like a like a little test for you guys. Three questions, and then a little. I didn't come uh, here to play school. Well, I don't give a fuck. I'm here. It's to a win. team effort today. It's, it's a group project. <laughs> You're, you guys aren't versing each other, okay? Let me see this shit. All right, so we got three questions. Going to start off uh, involving 2011. All right, number one. Uh, this actor appeared to simultaneously lose his mind and career while being interviewed by Katie Couric. Uh, Go ahead, Tom. Tom, oh, uh, no, Charlie Sheen, 2011. Charlie That's Sheen. That's Charlie Sheen, yeah. yeah. Yes, winning. Oh, right, so winning much. was a big thing in oh, 2011. Yes. Wow. Number Tiger two. blood. Winning. Yeah, <laughs> Tiger Blood. Sharks in Australia were 
Attracted to Cages Blasting Music by What Band? In 2011. Scientists played this band. Go ahead, Did Tommy. we mention them already on the pod? Maroon 5. No. Sharks in Australia. What music are they playing in fucking Australia? King Gizzard oh, yeah, and sure. the Lizard Wizard? In 2011? No. Oh. <laughs> they were definitely around they in They were definitely around in 2011. Are you asking what kind of music they're playing in 2011 in Australia? I barely remember what the fuck I was Casey, doing. you mention this band all the time. Tame Impala. Courtney Burnett. ACDC. Oh. King Gizzard yeah, formed in 2010, so that could have been a possibility. Suck it, Joe. Been, okay. yeah. Next question, Joe. Last question before the, the, the big humdinger. Number three, Ticketmaster loses in court. It's forced to refund thousands of customers. How much money per person? Oh, they gave you like four free tickets and some like refunds shit to use. It was probably like... It depended on how many tickets you had bought over the course of that settlement period. But I think I had about sixty or eighty dollars plus four free tickets to whatever. The island of Manhattan was purchased for twenty-seven wampum, so that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> twenty-seven <laughs> wampum. Two seventy, two hundred seventy-five dollars. The article I read was a dollar fifty per person. Help me, I'm poor. So I guess Tom made out pretty well. Wait, I think I'm owed. I don't they, think I like they had, getting that. I'm gonna need no maybe way. it's another. Maybe it was a different. It could, there's been multiple Ticketmaster Live Nation settlements, so yeah. I have to call Ticketmaster. All right, and the last one is a group project. I will be playing a minute and one seconds worth of music from 2011. Better Less than good. six seconds, because if it's over six seconds, we could get sued. So you just uh, said a minute. Well, it's yeah, spliced it's all a, together. It's a mashup. It's a mashup. Yeah. So you guys got to listen real closely. I'm already confused. Uh, just listen and try and figure out the 22 songs that are You got to play it for me to listen, Joe. 22 songs? <laughs> Shut up and listen. Yeah, how about play it first? Hey. Fuck that. That first one was Kendrick Lamar. I heard J. Cole uh, first. I can't say the word, but in Paris. Ball so hard, my fuckers want to find me. This is ASAP. Black and yellow. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Talk to the, talk to the, oh. talk to the. Oh, getting Marvin and Chardonnay. Like a G6. Uh, like a G6. That's Party Rockers. Sexy and I know it. Mr. Uh, Saxo Bevels. There was pumped up oh, kicks in there. M83s. Uh, Alabama Shakes. Oh, my God, bro. Oh, Cast oh, um, Fuck. Who was that? I saw them! They had see through guitar! Jeff the Brotherhood! Was that- that was it! Oh, I had like the call. first 10. And then that was it. I fell off. Oh, Chuck Sheen. <laughs> the goat. That what was- up, Tiger? So... Nostalgic? I think yes. Rack City might have came out in 2011. No, People think it came I think out that was later. Tiger. I think that was 2012. It was actually Charlie Sheen. I'm pretty sure it was 2011. I feel like I remember listening to that in freshman year of college. Rack City. Maybe 2012, though, second half. I don't know. I was drunk the whole time. <laughs> At the uh, end, I put in White Limo, Andrew. I was, I was upset you didn't get that. They oh, hey, shout out to the year 2011, all right? Shout out to the year 2011, the year I had my first beer. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. There you go. There's so much I wanna I wanna talk about nostalgia beers and hurricanes and music. Hurricanes and was hurricanes was sophomore year. 
now there was about Hurricane news? Irene. Oh, there was the one when we literally college. moved in. Yes. That's right. Didn't stop me from going out. But, no. But, I'm going to um, need a news update from 2011, please. Yeah, I'd like to hear some news that happened in the year 2011. I, I, I kind of forgot what happened there since I was so under the influence. <laughs> I'm going to need some some guidance on what actually happened. Let me walk you through the most important news of 2011, gentlemen. All right, here's what happened that year. President Barack Obama released his birth certificate to prove he was an American. Where is he born? Hawaii. Osama bin Laden was killed in May of 2011. 2011, yeah, he did. 2011 also saw a historic Halloween nor'easter that dumped over 30 inches of snow in parts of the Northeast, Scranton included. I remember that. I remember that because I dressed up like a lumberjack for Halloween that year, and I felt like a fucking genius because I was warm and everyone else was walking around in the fucking snow. I almost got in a fight that night. One of the greatest snowball fights I've ever been in in my life, but it almost escalated to something physical. Stay Stay out of the mosh pits. I played a good. lot of Civil time. War that night at the on the beer pong table. It was, uh, it was a Ooh, great time. There you go. It was all because of the snow. In 2011, the Silk Road and Google Plus went live. Google Plus outlasted the Silk Road by several years. Silk Road was better, though. Uh, some would say. Was Google Plus their, like, <laughs> Facebook? Yes, that was their Facebook competitor. Yeah, Google Plus is still around. No, it's dead. I think they canceled that, like, That's a few dead. Years ago. Is it? Yeah, almost like every other oh, Google shit. project after a few years. Okay, I'm an I'm an IT guy getting a new job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Casey getting a new job. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, DM him congratulations. If, nah, nah, and then Venmo request him one dollar because he's richer than all of us. Uh, no, probably not. But Tom, carry on. <laughs> I got a few more a few more news points here. We got one or two more serious, and we'll get into some of the silly. Amy Winehouse, we lost her in July of 2011. Oh, rest in peace, goat. Corona Beer joined Twitter in October 2011, though they did not tweet until 2012, oddly enough. In 2011, Charlie Sheen, in response to being called an anti-Semite, claimed his mother was Jewish. Years later, we'd learn this was a lie. She's Southern Baptist. <laughs> also that year, he was fucked up. Also that year, Charlie Sheen would go on to host the twelfth annual Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> yes, an annual event for the ins- the fans of the insane clown posse. Also, October 2011, MC Hammer created a search engine called Wiredo, aimed to rival Google. It didn't last a year. Damn. And then lastly, Can't touch that. Clarence Clemens died on June 18th, and every radio station in New Jersey played Jungle Land in unison. It was beautiful. My mom was heartbroken. And that is all the news to fit. Well played, Tom. All time, all time callback. That was all Joe. Joe texted me two well days done. ago. He's like, well include the Clarence Clemens thing. And I was like, that's that's clutch. All time callback. You could have taken the. The props for that. No, can't do it. Morals. Do you think there will ever be a saxophone player at the level of Clarence Clemens again? I'm sure there is right now. All right, but like Doesn't in Spencer mainstream music, the sax, Joe? he plays the 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 trumpet. Oh. At the same level of the notoriety of Bruce Springsteen in the U Street Band. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be guys. That's that's what I'm asking. Joe's future child. He's gonna play. He's gonna play sax. Yeah, because I don't play, play any brass. brass instruments, so I'm gonna make I used my to play kid trumpet. play every single brass instrument. 100%. I'm not gonna lie. I was nice. I was nice at the trumpet. 
It's all about the lips. Articulation, they call it. May I add a few uh, news clippets, Tom? I mean, that was that was a plus. By all means, you got some extra news snippets. Add it. Yeah, that was great. Just a few things. LCD Sound System played their quote unquote final shows at MSG that year. That was final also a bullshit. lie. Yeah, because Tom is going to see them Thursday in the next few days. Thursday, yeah. I might see you there because I keep getting text messages. Uh, we got more tickets because I'm on the waiting list, but I've had a busy week, so I haven't been able to go. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Never say never. Sonic Youth broke up due to Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore Divorce. breaking up after 30 years. Yeah. And Morrissey compares the Oslo murders, where 97 were murdered, to the murders that occur in McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken every single day. Morrissey being Morrissey. He would never be a gigantic asshole. Not him. Couldn't be him. Lastly, uh, 2011, I would say, was one of the first big years for memes. As you can see, my background is Scumbag Steve. That one came out in 2011. <laughs> Rebecca Black's Friday meme and the song came came out on Friday on not on Friday in 2011. Fun fact: probably came out. On not Friday. so much fun. Her parents gave her four thousand dollars to record that song just for shits and giggles, and then she ended up making millions off of it. Planking and fridging when guys would take pictures of themselves planking and posing with their refrigerator. Did that. <laughs> My hat is bread. Remember the guy with the hat. That he was made of bread. Sure. Anyway. Occupy Wall Street, the actual thing and the memes that Ooh, came from it. Forgot about that. Yeah. 700 people were arrested on the Brooklyn Bridge protesting for Occupy Wall Street. And Not then the more. alien guy, the History Channel guy, that meme came out in 2011. Aliens. That's one of my favorite memes. That's Ancient Aliens? Yeah. Yes. You guys ever see the Action Bronson watching Ancient Aliens? <laughs> Shout out Action Bronson. I think we'll probably talk about it on the next pod. But I'm in the top 0.01% of Action Bronson listeners tight, on Spotify. I saw Action. <laughs> I went to the uh, the Linda Street Pizza. Oh, dude, Jay, it's yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah. good. I've been there twice. It is. If you're in New York, you do it. It's my favorite slice in the city right now. Two of my friends texted me yesterday asking if I wanted to see the movie Licorice Pizza. And I misread thinking that they asked me to go to Linda Street Pizza in Williamsburg. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I love that pizzeria. And they're like, it's a movie. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Great. So, oops. <laughs> Sounds like you know what you're talking about. I heard Licorice Pizza is good, though. The, yeah. The film. The movie. On the list. I haven't seen yet. All right, guys. It's it's that time. We're, we already took a trip in our time machine, but it's time to go back even further. Casey, you're going to take the lead on this. Uh, I'm afraid to do a double back in the time machine, but I, I have faith in you. You've got a big daddy out there, and you want to come. And now we go back in time to the drunkest Casey has ever been, the day before he graduated. Young Casey. Yo, we graduate high school tomorrow. I don't have a beer for my other hand. Let me get three more beers. I fucking love this song. Yo, New York in the house. Is Brooklyn in the house? Uptown in the house. Shaolin, are you in the house? Boogie Down, are you in the house? Sacramento, are you in the house? Atlanta, Georgia, are you in the house? West Coast, are you in the house? Japan, are you in the house? Everybody, are you in the house? Baby, baby, come on, baby.
it. Come on. You guys have spicy rice? Let me get chicken over spicy rice. Half white sauce, half hot sauce with pita. I'm never drinking again this week. Andrew at the movies? Andrew at the movies. Andrew at the movies. We're going to keep that in. Yeah, we're back in 2011. Well, we were never left 2011, but I've got a long list of movies, TV shows, TV shows that debuted in 2011, TV shows that were still on the air in 2011. What would you like me to start with, gentlemen? Let's start with movies. All right, movies. We were completing the Harry Potter film series with Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 2. The first Transformers movie without Megan Fox was released, Transformers Dark of the Moon. I don't think anybody saw that because Megan Fox wasn't in it. Pirates of the Caribbean also did their first movie without Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Oh, that's lame. In terms of the Fast and the Furious movies, we were on Fast Five. In terms of Hangovers, we were on the second part. In terms of Cars, we were on the second one. We had one of my favorite films of all time, great baseball movie. One of my favorite lines in television, I believe, was delivered by Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. How could you not be romantic about baseball? Moneyball came out in 2011. We had two horrific superhero movies absolute all-time bad can you guess either green lantern spider-man that's correct that's one i'll give you another one seth rogan starred in this one. Oh, the green, green hornet. hornet the green hornet and Both the green, green lantern came out we had in terms of some good films we had limitless with brad coop yep bradley cooper and robert de niro we had the lincoln lawyer with matthew mcconaughey we had all-time classic in uh comedy Bridesmaids came out, Thor came out, Captain America First Avenger came out, X-Men First Class came out. Other comedies, we had Friends with Benefits, which was our our, our boy, oh God, from- Ashton Kutcher. No, who brought Sexy back? Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, bro. Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis did that one. We had Crazy Stupid Love. We had Horrible Bosses, Drive, The Artist. We need to talk about Kevin. Midnight in Paris, The Help, 30 Minutes or Less. A little known one, but if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, especially if you love a good sports movie. And it's a hockey movie. Goon came out in 2011. Yep. Classic. Uh, Classic. We had Paranormal Activity came out. Scary. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 came out. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol came out. All those were some notable ones from the film industry television debuts in 2011 this is an all-time class that i'm looking at that i've got on my list here all right i cannot wait to hear this list it starts with an absolute all-time classic that had a terrible ending but game of thrones debuted in 2011 only watch the last episode (laughs) that's like the worst one (laughs) yeah whatever Um, it was dark so what i can't see anyway i got glasses also debuting in 2011 american horror story new girl debuted in 2011 black mirror shameless Two Broke Girls, Bob's Burgers, Mm. Workaholics, Wilfred, and Suits, all debuting in 2011. Still on the air, however, you had Friday Night Lights, you had Archer, How I Met Your Mother was still at its peak. Portlandia, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, still obviously on the air. Dexter Longest running, I think. Yeah. Uh, Dexter was on the air. Modern Family, Walking Dead, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, Boardwalk Empire, Community, Breaking Bad, The Office, still Michael hadn't left just yet. How to Make It in America, which was starring Kid Cudi, 
It's a TV show about the fashion industry here in New York that's actually coming back in some point in the near future on HBO. Sons of Anarchy was on TV. The League was on TV. Curb Your Enthusiasm put out a season. Mad Men was taking a break. Entourage was nearing its end. And how could we forget one of the all-time great college television shows, Blue Mountain State, still on the mm. I cannot tell you how many times I hung over watch Blue Mountain State while in college. Great show. Terrific. Never watched the movie. The movie was not great, but... <laughs> figure it was funny they did a really good job of making a bunch of people who were clearly like 30 act like they were in in college college. yeah Yeah. um that's a that's a great list you drinking budweiser right now yeah i am drinking a budweiser i actually stole this from and by stole i mean they sold me a bucket of beers we didn't finish the bucket of beers i had three beers left that were uncracked so i just put it inside my pocket and walked out of the bar and no one was the the wiser yeah that's we got a you paid for him. One time I brought me. Oh, yeah, I paid a for him. I didn't steal him, but like, you yeah, know what I mean. Sometimes you just bring stuff in, take stuff out. Just goes goes both ways. Do you guys want to guess who some of the double XL freshmen of the year included for hip hop in 2011? Because I have the have the list in front of me. 2011. YG. Yes, correct. Yo, fucking, I knew it. Let's go. Kendrick Lamar. Correct. Damn. Mac Does Miller? 2011? Mac Miller. Did you say Tyga has Jim? to be in there. Yeah, I said Mac Miller. Mac was on there. That's correct. Is there's Action another. Th- on there? there's, Mac no. Miller's 2011? Yeah. There's another. Well, he put out his Just... first album. Blue Slide Park came out in 2011. When was Kids, all. though? When was Kids? Kids was 2010. And then 2011, he Deserved had... to be a freshman in 2010. Fuck him. Well, Fuck it. Hey, Fuck double The 2010 so. list was heavy. Uh, t- yeah. 2011, Mac Miller put out. Blue Slide Park, best day ever, and I love life. Thank you, which he put out when he broke like a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. He just dropped a. Uh, Tell me the twenty ten list. I guarantee you, I can swap one out. Right, give me a second. You got Freddie Gibbs, Wiz Double Khalifa, twenty ten, uh, Big Crit, twenty ten. Yeah, J Cole, Big Phil, Crit, Nipsey Hussle, Freddie Phil? Gibbs, Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the du- du- Juice Man, J Rock. S- OJ the Juice Man. Dennis I don't know who that is. I never heard of him until just now until you said it. Get him the fuck out of here, bro. And there's another Philadelphia rapper. There's another Pennsylvania, but Philadelphia rapper we're forgetting that was on 2011. Meek Mill. Meek Mill Meek. Which I swore this came out in 2010, 2011, but House, House Party. Party. No, House I, Party. I just remember that coming on at so many parties freshman year. And that's yeah, the crazy thing about time. this playlist that we have is there's like a portion of it that it's like there's some there was some great indie in 2011. There was... Some really phenomenal, really, really phenomenal all-time indie. Really great hip-hop. Like we said, Watch the Throne, but also Wiz Khalifa's first album came out. Wiz was at his height earlier in that year. You had the first Tyler album, and Goblin came out. But, like, I was going through this playlist, and it's like, used to get drunk to this song, used to get drunk to this song. And it's just like, I was going through Joe's playlist, and it was like, there's like a portion where it's like, I just want to sit in an unfinished basement and drink Keystone Light right now. Like, why, why am I doing anything but that? I it forgot just, to it, mention that the basement smells like piss. Oh, of course, obviously. Oh, it's a given. Asbestos, it's a given. Secondhand cigarettes. We were drinking smoke. Keystone Light inside of the basement, Joe. Like piss, stale and a pest. Natty light. Asbestos. Yeah. Go. The good old days. I have some notable hip hop albums we didn't bring up. Lil Wayne, Carter Four came out in 2011. J Cole put out Cole World. Childish Gambino released Camp. Action Bronson put out Dr. Lecter and Well Done. Lupe Fiasco put out Lasers. Cold World is serious. Yeah, Cold World's a big one. Also, another all-time party song, that Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa collab song. 
that came uh, Mac and Devin go so to high school. We get drunk. Yep. Yep. So that came out. Um, Tom, this was your sophomore year, but our freshman year. In terms of like music that we walked into our freshman year of college, is this like one of the best years in the decade to walk into college with in terms of soundtracks in the background? Do you think? I'd say so. Obviously, we're biased. I don't remember anything from 2010 personally. <laughs> like music wise, I remember the year. <laughs> Oh. That's no, yeah, just music wise. Like, I mean, for me, like when you said, like, trigger warning for Andrew, we found love. It was like that's like iconic. Like, you're at the bars, you're at the basements. Like, 2010 was like, I couldn't even tell you. It's funny. I think at the at 2011 was right after the turn of the uh, decade. It a lot more house and dance music came into play in terms of like mainstream music so i think that like quote unquote normalized like the house party music and like, we had dubstep too i mean definitely we didn't even we didn't even reference the fact that skrillex really kind of started popping off right around then too i have a theory so Avicii, what exactly what you mentioned about uh dubstep and house music coming into the forefront i think if you want to get like psychological, like it was like this new thing that most people hadn't heard dubstep? at the time. Dubstep, electronic, like house music in the pop sense. So you had this new, this new kind of sound beats that that you weren't used to hearing with just great songwriting behind it. You know the the David Geddes and the Calvin Harris's and the Avicis and the Tiestos and shit and the Neros, and it was yeah, it was just this perfect storm of electronic and good producers and songwriters and we were we were lucky enough to you know still have spongy brains and absorb all this at the time not to bring it back but you know what else other album we haven't mentioned that came out that year what drake put out his grammy award-winning take care care yeah Yeah. that beat out that was 2011 that beat out watch the throne uh amongst and and cole world for me that year for for i think best best rap album me and my boy think that uh shot for me is top five drake songs one last trivia question not a very popular song but singing drake definitely for sure but i think top five definitely goes up in there and is a repertoire one last trivia question according to billboard the hot 100 and the top album sales that year were both uh we're both the same artist. Who released an album and what song are the same artist? What artist had the number one song in the country and the most albums sold? Did Beyonce put something out this year? She did, but she's not in the top five nor six. Wow, really? Yeah. Was that Ring the Alarm? Not Adele. Sure. It's got to be Adele. Adele, very good. Adele. It's got to be Adele. Yep. Yeah, that was her album. The deep. No, second album. Second? She had 19. Was that Rolling in the Deep? Rolling in the Deep, yep. It was number one. Yeah. Katy Perry also had two songs in the top five. Also when We Were Young is the best song off that album. Party Rock Anthem was number two, and Give Me Everything by Pitbull was number five. Firework was number three. Great song. For albums, Born This Way was number three. The Carter Four was number four. Sigh No More by Mumford & Sons was number six. Oh, number five wow. was a country album, so I'm not going to mention it. Was that, number their two, first, was that their first record, Joe? Or their, 
that was their first record, wasn't it? I first, believe so. I can yeah. picture one of them came out. The second one was Babel. that was the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 No, but that first one, that first one wasn't truly country. That one was like it no, had the number songs. five was country. That sign no more is folk. I'd argue like Jason Aldean or Babel like. was also mostly folk with a little bit of banjo. I would I would I would uh back up that argument, Tom. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. And number two is the Christmas Michael Bublé album, which I did purchase for my mother that year. There you go. Joe put him in number two. Speaking of uh original Christmas albums, Bryson Tiller recently put out a, a Christmas album. I told my friends that Bryson Tiller was the true meaning of Christmas. I don't know if they believe me or not. I'd have to say, in terms of, I'm looking through Joe's playlist of what really kind of made and would have tickled our fancy that that came out that year. And you've got some really, like I said, really good indie, really good hip hop, really good punk. Um, you got good house stuff. I think this is in like a three year period where we had really top tier everything coming out. I mean, you had the Cage the Elephant record that came out this year. You had the Black Keys record that came out this year. The last you had, good Black Keys album. Yeah, the yeah. We had Fleet Foxes. We had Basement. You had My Morning Jacket. You had Title Fight, obviously, put out their record and Foo Fighters as well. But then you had all that hip hop. This, I mean, this is kind of before we start. Not to see if phasing out isn't the right word. But you still had really good alternative rock in the top 100. You had really good pop in the top 100. You had really good hip-hop in the top 100. You had rappers that actually rapped. 100%. Facts. I mean, we have that still. But We had it then, they're too. More underground. <laughs> you, they're more underground now than they were then. But, you know, I, I want to say it's like 2013, 2014 is where we kind of started to see, like, a drop-off in terms of the indie, a drop-off in terms of the rock. Maybe 2015, 2016 is really when it, con- it continued, but... Joe, would you disagree with me? Or in terms of like commercially successfulness that like was really making it out there? I mean, everything in music is phases. I mean, now I, I picture in the next few years you're going to have an influx of, you already have it, like female fronted like indie bands. Like you have Snail Mail, you have Phoebe Bridgers, you have Lily Mayo. Lily, Lily Mayo, the goat. Check them out. They've got a new, sh- they've got a show coming up soon. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but I guarantee you they have a show coming up soon. Yeah, so you're going to have that kind of vibe getting more popular. And then you're going to have, like, whitewashed kind of, like, mayonnaise-style... Train. <laughs> yeah, like, like bullshit kind of artists that, like, record labels just find with a pretty face. And they say, all right, sing these songs that sound like Phoebe Bridgers and you'll make a lot of money for us. And then no one will remember them because they'll suck. This was also a different era than right now that we need to, you know, if you're an, a younger listener like my brother or, you know, just a, a someone who's younger than us, this was a different era for a couple reasons, too. Number one, and we'll whip this around in a moment, the iPhone was not just, ever. everyone did not have an iPhone. The iPhones at this time were still rather rare for younger adults. Everyone was on an iPod, which means you were either buying CDs or buying Apple uh, iTunes songs. buying songs off of iTunes, yeah, songs. like yeah, and who, who does cents. not remember like getting an iTunes gift card for their Christmas or their birthday or for whatever and being very excited about it? I don't know about you guys, but I had a Word document where I had all the songs that I wanted to purchase, like ranked that I needed to purchase every Christmas. I asked for an iTunes. I that gift card lasted for five Oops. minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's why working at the radio for us was such a big deal. 
was because for that two-hour time spot, all I was doing was bringing my laptop and burning yep. CDs into my iTunes uh, library constantly. Which was allowed. That was uh, allowed, like the point now. Which, which was allowed. That was, yes. But you weren't allowed to steal but the you CDs. Could On one of the CDs, it said Hitler got his start stealing CDs. Yeah. Um, but this was also... Don't let's let's not let's not forget. Shout out a great website, Datpiff. This was the prime mixtape era. Datpiff.com world premiere. Mac Miller was on there. Wiz Khalifa was on there. Mac was on there. I'm pretty sure Pusha T was on there. Everybody, um, a lot. Everybody I mean, was pushing mixtapes back then. Everybody was pushing mixtapes. I mean, the first thing that I downloaded off of Datpiff was in high school, and it was the starting point guard for my basketball team. Um, which is funny because we were talking about Waka Flocka earlier. We were talking about. Uh, Wiz Khalifa had black and yellow. The, but those came out still when I was in high yellow. school. I just remember a bunch yeah. of white kids in the back of a, like a 1999 Dodge Caravan absolutely blasting Waka Flocka's record, acting like we knew like, – like talk about cultural appropriation, but it was it was that. But the this is an era that – I mean, not that Spotify isn't great. I love Spotify. I love seeing everybody Spotify wrapped and, and yada, yada, yada. But this was just like a different area – where you know we talk about having musical taste, like you actually had to work your fucking ass off to have musical taste back then, because you either had to pay for songs or figure out a way to download it and have it be a good version. I remember downloading stuff off of a Datpiff and having it not load right, and then trying to drag it into my iPod and it being a disaster. This is also an era where you had eight gigabytes on your iPod and like half of it was taken up by updates, and you're like changing songs in and out of that. And you know, also this was prime the white cassette tape that went into with the cord that plugged into your iPod that went into your car so that you could control the stereo because we didn't have we didn't have aux cables just built into the car. I remember sometimes I would leave my iPod in the car when it was cold like during the winter time and the battery would just be dead. Like I would I would charge it. It would be fully charged. I would leave it in the car overnight and like freezing weather and the next day it would be totally dead gotta throw that thing on the uh on the dash and let the defroster warm it up and then you're good to go yes yeah 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 exactly once you heated it up it was good but also like, when apparently every hotel in america bought those uh, alarm speakers that you can charge the iphone yep, for iHomes. and that's all of them have that mm-hmm. every single every single hotel that you will check into in this country has I-home. an iHome with an yep. I, with the the old iPhone iPod charger on the top of it that no one including my parents um, I found one in their closet for yeah. Thanksgiving it's just what iPod did you guys have because I had I Ooh, had both I color. had the nano video the like the fat little one and then I had the nano after that but what what iPods did you guys my have? first one was a green color I had a mini but that was pre-nano. They had the iPod minis. What was it? iPod wasn't mini. iPod mini was the iPod color. iPod mini looked like just like basically like someone. Did it come in different colors? I no, the iPod that. mini was just like one color. That was the probably the iPod color, yeah. which I do remember being like a big. I color. had the green yeah, one, so I think that was in a color. But I don't remember if the mini was the same thing as the shuffle. No, the mini looked like three no, Hershey shuffle, bars shuffle, stacked on top like of each other. The sh- yeah, the, the shuffle, shuffle was thin. The Skinny. shuffle you couldn't change it. It you just downloaded like I think it was like you couldn't like pick what song. Gigabytes. You couldn't pick the song. You yeah, just had yeah, to like yeah, you couldn't pick. Flick what through song. it, Joe. What iPod did you have? Oh. He's looking for it. He's one hundred percent looking for it. Right? Joe has it in his hand right now, yeah. unless it's something else. In it's his hand. it's in here somewhere. I can't find it. It's in one of these drawers. Oh wow! I had the Nano oh, originally, bet, 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 like the 
I think it was four or eight gigabyte, maybe sixteen. I forget. The nano, the nano was a little later, no? After like the it, shuffle. It was after the shuffle. That was the first yeah. one I got, and then I got the iPod Touch, the iTouch, which Touch later became my cell phone. Touch became yeah. the phone. Touch became the phone. Yeah. What in 2011? What cell phone were you guys rocking? Oh, Droid. The Motorola Droid One. I had a flip phone. I had a flip phone, and then halfway through my sophomore year, I got an Android, and I looked this up before this call, and it was a Droid X2, and Gadget said, one of the best smartphones you could get for $200. So, there you go. $200. I had... I don't remember what this phone was called, but it was if you opened it to call, it opened like a flip phone. But if you wanted to text, you could flip it to the side, and the, the keyboard became a texting phone. Was it the I Voyager? Had, I think I, I had that one. That thing was That was awesome. the Envy. I loved Back that. in the day, it was like the yeah. Envy. Yeah. It was kind of like – it was like the same size as, as the Razor, which I did have before that. My um, sister had the Juke. It opened like a, a switchblade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so many yes, gimmicky I did, phones. I did want to bring up that Joe brought up the the iPod Touch because, as Joe can tell us, the iPod Touch became his cell phone. Oh, and how did you phone? get through? How did you get through college by literally having a cell phone that you had to put minutes on every month? Shitty Wi-Fi. I I don't know how I did it, but I did. <laughs> he did. Who he was did your it. provider? Boost Mobile. AT and T. No. The University of Scranton was his provider. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Well, I mean, we had Wi-Fi pretty much everywhere on campus. And so the the worst part would be – I this is later in college. But I just remember, like – and I don't know how much you had to deal with this, Casey. But, like, leaving Joe after, like, a night, you know, you kind of go your both ways. and be like, oh, let's get breakfast in the morning. And I would wake up and I would – I really needed what Ryan did on The Office, the woof, where you could, like – email text Facts. like all the social media joe at the same time because i would text him i message him message him on facebook and then if none of those worked i'd call him and he wouldn't pick up the phone and then he'd text me back on one of those things and joe had some kind of app you had some kind of app where you could text, text on this plus app. yeah text plus so i had two different numbers for joe i had joe actual cell phone and i had joe's texting cell phone yeah. and it was I, like it would have been easier if I just started a, a fucking fire in my front yard and started sending up smoke signals, be like, "Want to go to yeah. brunch?" Nah, like yeah. contacting Joe was definitely difficult. Like to to get breakfast on a Saturday morning with Joe after like a Friday night of partying was like like trying to find a missing person. <laughs> I feel like I was up first though most of the time. You probably were. You probably but, were, but were the whole like, idea was like on on the night that you were drunk, your eyes were rolling back into like the the rear of your skull, but at the same time you were still like moseying around town, like shaking hands and and taking names. Like you were you were definitely doing your rounds there, but yeah. unbeknownst to you. <laughs> yeah. When I get drunk like that, especially back then, it's like a I'm in like a fifth gear. No, 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 no. It was it was in its purest form. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. It was. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so you would be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Uh, and then like not even listen to what we were saying, just go somewhere else. <laughs> that was it. All right, cool. He's still, I'll see you Chuck, later, Casey. You Casey, I just want to let you know he still does that. I know. I know he does. <laughs> Sometimes I do it with him. I mean, you know. Yeah. But I like um, your company, obviously. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe Brick he'll house. do it to us during the Brickhouse holiday party, which you Brick have to house. get a super secret invite list for. So count your lucky stars if you get to come to it. It's speaking a great Beach of, House album. Yeah, speaking of uh, Brickhouse holiday party, follow the Brickhouse podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Brickhouse Pod. Uh, hit that hotline nine one seven seven four zero. If you've got takes, if you've got something you we forgot from twenty eleven, call us up. Let us know. We'll get to it on the next pod. Yeah, hit us up on text plus. Fucking call us, please, please. Let us know. What's the Thanks, phone Joe. number? Nine one seven. Tom. Tom always has the Tom. Tom always has the phone number. I feel like. Yeah. One second. Nine one seven seven three zero seven four zero. Okay, that's why I'm, I said wait a second, please. Nine one seven seven four zero six four two nine. Thank you all for getting nostalgic with us back in the year two thousand eleven. Hope you had as much fun reminiscing about the good old days as we did. Catch you next time, Birdhouse fans. You're the realest, man. I love you.